Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, it's a spelling bee. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing How to Catch a Gingerbread Man and others in this hilarious series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Korea adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned, independent bookstore. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our small business with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, and what could be better than a box of books personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of the reader? Reading Bug Box brings our special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep. Subscribe today at readingbugbox.com. And don't forget about our special podcast pack. Design your own Reading Bug Adventures book bag and find all sorts of goodies inside, including stickers, pencils, book plates, and more. Simply scroll down the homepage at thereadingbug.com and click on Podcast Pack to get yours. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts for children and grown-ups, find recommendations from our staff, and even select custom care packages, hand-picked with love. Now, before we get started on today's adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons, Lilia and Cora, and Ben from Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thanks to all of our patrons, past, present, and future, and to all of our sponsors as well. Okay, reader. I think it's time to get back to our Korea adventure, don't you? Great! Are you ready? Then count with me. One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our Hi, reader. You're back and just in time. We've traveled all the way to Jeju Island in Korea, along with the reading bug, the spelling bee, and the bookworm, with the hope that we can meet and dive with the Henyo women of the island. The Henyo have been free diving off the shores of this island for generations, gathering food and treasures from the bottom of the ocean to help feed their families and community. That's right. And we adventured here today to see if we could dive with the Henyo. But it turns out that they really don't like tourists. Right, Spelling Bee? Yes. The Henyo chief was dismissive of Lauren's singing. D-I-S-M-I-S-S-I-V-E. Can you believe it? I can't. I thought you sang beautifully, Lauren. Thank you, Bookworm. 
One silver lining of this adventure so far is that we did make a new friend, didn't we? Our friend Heejin Park is an anthropologist whose grandmother was a henyo. She's busy trying to convince the henyo chief to let us dive with them. Wouldn't that be spectacular? Lauren, reader, look! Here comes Heejin now! Heejin, you're back. I sure hope you have some good news for us. This is my very first adventure, and I was hoping we'd be able to do something really special. You're in luck, little bookworm. I do have good news for you. After she and I discussed it, the chief admitted that she actually did like your song, Lauren. <laughs> I've still got it. The chief agreed. You can dive with the henyo today as long as I take responsibility for your safety and make sure that you do not distract the henyo divers. Free diving is very serious work, and it can be very dangerous. So she does not want your presence to put any of the henyo at risk. That's great, Heejin. Of course we'll stay out of their way. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like me, you're going to need to wear scuba gear for your dive today. The henyo can hold their breath for more than three minutes underwater, which is very difficult and very dangerous. While we're underwater, we'll breathe air out of an oxygen tank. I have some equipment that I can lend you. Thank you, Heejin. Should we put on our wetsuits now and get ready for the dive? You'll have time to do that while the henyo gather together in the Bultuke to pray to the goddess, Grandmother Solmunde, for their safety. They pray to a goddess? Oh, yes. Long ago, Koreans believed that things like trees, rivers, and animals were filled with spirits, and that some people, called shamans, could communicate with these spirits. This belief is called shamanism. Even though today many Jeju Island's residents are Buddhist or Christian, the Henyo continue to practice shamanistic rituals that have been handed down for hundreds of years. While we wait, here's a modern song that one of the Henyo wrote. It's translated into English for you and tells the story of Grandmother Sulmunde. Lauren, can you please read it aloud to us? I've read a little about Grandmother Sulmunde, but I'd love to hear more. Of course. Let me see. We pray to Sulmunde, the goddess, who is the grandmother and protector of the Henyo. From soil she carried in her skirt into the sea, she built our island as she walked back and forth steadily, until her skirt became so worn that the debris that remained fell from its holes and created the craters in Jeju's volcanoes. When she lay down to rest, fields were created from her body, and her long dark hair turned into the grass and trees. Her body fluid turned into seaweed, fish, conch, and abalone that spread throughout the vast stretches of the sea to provide sustenance for those who worship at her knee. Now we, because it is the Henyo's destiny, harvest these precious jewels of the sea. We pray to you, Grandmother, to guide our way and ask that you keep us safe on our dives today. So that we don't distract the Henyo, Lauren, reader, we will be taking a small motorboat over to the dive site. Do you see the boats over there by the sea wall? Lots of shellfish attach themselves to the craggy rocks on the wall, so it's a good place for the grannies to dive. I also see a few orange tuwaks bobbing up and down in the water. That means that some of the grannies have already begun to dive today. Follow me and we'll hop on the boat, where our dive gear is waiting. Okay, careful. Now, everybody into the boat. You all can put on your scuba gear while I drive the boat. 
Okay, reader. Let's do what Heejin said and put on our gear. Look, she has laid out wetsuits, BCDs, flippers, masks, and oxygen tanks for us. Let's get them on now, starting with the wetsuits. Where's my wetsuit and gear, Lauren? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid they don't make Scooby gear for worms or for bugs. You three will need to climb into my mask to stay dry and out of harm's way. That's a great idea, Lauren. I certainly don't want to wind up in some fish's tummy. That's right. Just wait right here while our reader friend and I get dressed, and I'll let you know when I'm ready for you to get into my mask. Reader, the wetsuit goes on first to help us from getting too cold in the water. It's a little bit tight, so you'll need to pull it up over your body like this. There we go. Next comes the weight belt around our middle. Do you remember from our scuba diving adventure how the weight belt helps us drop down below the ocean's surface? Excellent. And now it's time to slip on the fins on our feet. Looking good, everyone. Thanks, Heejin. Now, normally you would breathe through your mouth into a regulator that attaches to your tank, but I wear a face mask that leaves my mouth unobstructed so that I can talk to other divers through a radio communication system that is built in. I brought a couple of extra face masks with these communication systems, so why don't you and Reader wear them? That way we can talk to each other even while we're underwater. We're here! Are you ready for a dive? Great! Then let's get our BCDs, oxygen tanks, and masks on. I'll join you. Reader. Remember that BCD stands for Buoyancy Compensation Device. It's the vest here with the oxygen tank on the back. The vest can fill with air to help us come back up to the surface when we've finished our dive. Let's put them on together. Great! And now for our masks. Reading bug? Spelling bee? Bookworm, that's your cue. Hop on in. Great! Now, everybody, masks on! Now that we've got our face masks on, let's test the communication system. Can you hear me? Lauren? Reader? I can. Yes, Heejin, we all can. Reader, can you hear me? Great! Then we're ready to join the Henyo in the water. Henyo are able to stay underwater for up to three minutes without breathing, but then they have to come back up to the surface to take another breath. With our oxygen tanks and masks, we'll be able to stay down longer and observe them. What are those funny noises we're hearing, Heijin? Dolphins, maybe? Sounds a little bit like dolphins coming to the surface of the ocean to breathe. You've got great ears, Lauren. But those aren't dolphin sounds. You're hearing the sounds the henyo make when they burst out of the sea to exhale and take in more oxygen. It's called sumbisori, and it's an ancient breathing technique that has been passed on from one generation of henyo to the next. The sound, which people often described as a high-pitched breathy shriek or whistle, is often mistaken for a dolphin or bird call. Just like fingerprints, every granny's sumbisori is unique and different from every other granny. What do you say, Lauren, reader? Are you ready to jump into the water and join the henyo? I know you said you'll help keep us safe on our dive today, but I have to admit, I'm still a little nervous about getting started. It's normal to feel a little anxious when you're doing something outside of your comfort zone, but there is an old Korean saying, Starting is half the task. That means that getting started is sometimes the hardest part. So, 
Let's take it one step at a time and get started by rolling backwards onto the water from the side of the boat. I'm ready to roll onto the water. Here I go. Reader, Heejin just rolled into the water. And if we're going to see the Henyo dive today, we're going to have to get into the ocean too. Are you ready? Then on the count of three, let's go. One, two, three. Heijin, you were right. Jumping into the ocean wasn't very hard or scary. I hope you were also right. It was the hardest part of our adventure today. So do I, Lauren. So do I. Now, start letting the air out of your BCD so we can slip below the surface of the water and down into the ocean's depths. Oh, wow. Looking around, it seems silly that I was so nervous. It's so beautiful, peaceful, and quiet down here. There are so many fish swimming over, under, and around us. I've never actually seen a fish before. Heejin, what are those beautiful fish over there? The ones that are gold on the top and silver on the bottom, with bright red spots on their fins. There must be hundreds of them, and they're all swimming together like a team of synchronized swimmers. Oh, there are many beautiful tropical fish in the waters near Jeju Island, Lauren. These gold and silver fish are called scalefin antheas. They're also called sea goldies because of their golden color. Sea goldies live in coral reefs, clear lagoons, and steep slopes, and they like to swim in large groups called schools, like the group we're looking at right now. Look over there, Lauren. There's a little yellow fish with black dots that looks a bit like my cousins, the yellow ladybugs. It's all puffed up like a balloon. It looks a little like me, too. Well, same colors anyways, yellow and black. Only I'm striped and the fishes. Spotted. That's a yellow boxfish. Yellow boxfish can grow as big as 18 inches, but this one must be very young because it's much smaller. Young boxfish are bright yellow like this little one, but the brightness fades as they get older. That little boxfish is swimming all alone because boxfish are solitary animals. That means they like to live alone and do not travel in schools like the scale fin antheas do. Whoa, what's that crazy looking fish over there? It has a brown body, but the lower half of it is covered with large white spots. And look at its mouth. It's painted bright yellow with a white edge. It looks like it has a white mask over its eyes. That's one of my favorites. It's a clown triggerfish. And it's easy to see why it has that name, isn't it? Its spots, lines, head and face markings make it look like it's wearing clown makeup. I can't help but laugh every time I see one. I just love looking at all the fish. But look, just up ahead are the henyo, and they aren't paying attention to the fish at all. Instead, they're swimming close to the rocks on the sea cliff or down on the ocean floor. That's because henyo don't catch fish. They are mostly focused on gathering seaweed and harvesting mollusks. Mollusks, M-O-L-L-U-S-K. Mollusks are sea creatures with soft bodies that usually live inside shells like clams, mussels, oysters, and scallops. Mollusks are distant cousins to worms like me. That's right, bee and worm. And the henyo are swimming at the bottom of the ocean and along the rocky cliffs that extend into the ocean because that's where most mollusks like to stay. They really like finding conch in there. Don't conch live in those big spiral-shaped shells that are pink or orange on the inside? 
I remember that my grandmother told me if you hold a conch shell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. I've tried it, and it's true. It's true that you hear something that sounds like the ocean, but it isn't the ocean. Scientists believe that when you hold a conch shell up to your ear, you are hearing the echo of the noise in the air all around you. The noise echoes inside the shell the same way that you hear your voice echoing when you shout in a cavern or cave or in a large empty room. Heijin, why do Henyo like to collect conch? Is it because the conch shells are so pretty? Henyo collect conch shells because the sea snail, or conch, that lives inside each shell is a great delicacy. D-E-L-I-C-A-C-Y. Delicacy. That means they're yummy to eat and rare. Right again. These sea snails are eaten raw in salads or cooked in burgers, chowders, fritters, and gumbos. They also collect conch shells for the pearls that are sometimes found inside of them. Did you know that my name, Heijin, means precious pearl in English? My mother named me this to remind me of my Henyo ancestors who harvested these beautiful and rare jewels. Conch pearls can be many colors, including white, brown, and orange, but most conch pearls are pink. Wow, I had no idea that people ate the critters that lived inside conch shells, and I always thought that pearls were only found in oysters. Reader, look at the diver over there by the rocky coastline. I think she may have caught an octopus. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight arms. Definitely an octopus. Octopuses are also delicious to eat, but catching an octopus is dangerous. Even though octopuses aren't aggressive, they will defend themselves if they think they are in danger. They can release a poisonous venom, and they can also wrap their eight arms around a diver, just like they wrap them around their prey. That means a henyo diver must knock the octopus out quickly before it has a chance to attack her. Uh-oh. I don't think the granny diver knocked that octopus out, Heijin. The octopus just put one of its arms around the diver's waist, and another one around her arms. It looks like the octopus is trying to draw the henyo toward it. If she can't get another breath of air soon, she could be in real trouble. Lauren, reader, we have to help her. No. Remember what I said, Bug. The henyo do not want to be bothered. We are here to observe them only. And we don't need to worry either. Henyo always work in pairs. See? The henyo's buddy diver is quickly swimming toward her to help her out. Oh, yes. There she is. The henyo's buddy is putting her finger behind the opening in the octopus's head, right behind its eyes. And the octopus is changing colors from angry red to a brownish white. Yes, that means that the buddy diver successfully knocked the octopus unconscious and its nervous system isn't working anymore. When this happens, the octopus also loses its muscle tone and it can't suck with its suction cups. The buddy diver is now unwrapping the octopus's arms from around the other henyo's waist and arm saving her from being injured by the octopus, and they are both swimming back up to the surface to take another breath of air. Wow, this adventure is incredible. That was pretty exciting, wasn't it? Now that the diver is safe from the octopus's clutches, we can get back to exploring this watery garden filled with shellfish, starfish, sea urchins, seaweed, and other colorful marine plants and fish. It is beautiful, but I read that pollution in the water around Jeju Island has killed much of the underwater vegetation that feeds the shellfish. That means Henyo have to work longer and harder to be able to support their families and communities. That's another reason why the number of Henyo is getting smaller and smaller every year, isn't it? Sadly, that is true. The sea life here isn't as vibrant or populous as it once was. Uh, Heijin, I know we're not supposed to bother the Henyo, but look behind you. Behind me? Yes. One of the Henya was swimming toward us very quickly. 
Why is she waving both of her arms in wide arcs above her head? Uh-oh. That's one of the universal hand signals that divers use to communicate underwater. And it means, emergency, help me now. But what does she want us to do? Emergency. E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-Y. That's bad. B, no time to spell. We have to go help. Lauren, Beer, put your flippers into action and follow that henyo. She is pointing toward the water with a flat palm. That's another universal diving hand signal. And it means she wants us to look at something down there. Quickly, let's swim closer to see what's going on. Oh no, I think I see the problem. There are two divers on the ocean floor, and I think one of them may be stuck. It looks like she's trying to pull her hand free from a large rock. That's not a rock, it's an abalone. And it looks like the leather strap attached to her arm is stuck underneath it. Her buddy diver is trying to cut through the strap, but if she isn't able to cut through, she'll have to leave the trapped diver while she surfaces to take a breath. And if the trapped henyo passes out, she'll breathe in water and drown. We have to help. You're right, Bookworm. But what can we do? I don't know. I thought you'd tell me what to do. We need to get both divers oxygen. Fast. Lauren, reader, you both have an alternate regulator attached to your BCD. Quickly, swim to the two henyo as fast as you can and place the alternate regulators into their mouths so that they can share the oxygen that's in your tanks. Then ball your fist and raise your thumb up. That's the hand sign that you're going to slowly take them back up to the surface as soon as we can release the trap diver strap. I'll take my knife and help cut the leather band so we can all surface together. Hurry! Go! Okay, reader. Swim along with me. Ready? Let's go. Now, let's grab those extra regulators and give them to the henyo to help them breathe. Great work! Heejin, how are you doing with the leather strap? It's really stuck, but I think I can get it. And now that everyone is breathing oxygen from the tanks, we're not in mortal danger anymore. Just a little bit more, and... There! Got it! Great work, Heejin! Reader, remember how we tell these henyo divers that we're going to bring them to the surface? That's right. Ball your hand into a fist and raise up your thumb. Perfect! Okay, slowly now, follow me up to the surface and make sure you keep a tight hold on the henyo. Let's get everyone up and into the boat. Is everybody okay? I... I think so. 도와주셔서 감사합니다. 46년을 다이빙을 해왔는데 이런 위험에 빠졌던 적은 없었어요. 절 구해주셨어요. What... what is she saying, Heejin? She says she's been diving for 46 years and never been in danger like this before. You saved her. She's very thankful. Oh, it's nothing. We're so grateful to be here and see how the henya work to harvest food. I'm just glad we were in the right place at the right time so we could help the stuck diver. Lauren, reader, reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm, you wanted an adventure today and you sure found one. And judging by how thankful our new henya friends are, I don't think you'll have any problem getting invited back for another dive with them. Anytime you want. 
But now, I'm afraid we need to cut this dive a little short. These two grannies have had quite a scare, and I want to get them back to the shore. I think you should come with us, though. For a rescue like this, I'm sure the Henyo will want to celebrate and give praise to Grandmother Sulmunde. It makes my mouth water to even think of the delicacies they will prepare for us back on shore. That octopus they captured will be used to make spicy stir-fried octopus, a popular and delicious Korean dish. There will be abalone porridge, seafood hot pot, sea urchin soup, grilled sea bream, hairtail fish, and gulfweed soup made with pork bones, onions, sour kimchi, vegetables, and gulfweed. Gulfweed? Oh, gulfweed is one of the kinds of seaweed that the Henyo harvest. Can you join us? We would love to join you for tonight's celebration, Heejin. I do love trying new foods. But it's getting late, and I think we need to head home to our friends and family. Maybe we'll find a great Korean restaurant when we get back so we can try some of the wonderful dishes you'll be eating tonight and celebrate the amazing adventure we had with you today. What do you think, reader? Please let the Hanyo Collective know how much we enjoyed meeting and diving alongside such brave, strong women. We will never forget them. Come on, everyone. Let's get back into my magic book bag. You mean our adventure is over? I'm afraid every adventure has to come to an end. But don't worry, bookworm. You can adventure with us anytime. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening her book bag and it's getting bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look, reader. The sights and sounds of Jeju Island and the Granny Mermaids are slowly fading. And I can see the whole island of Jeju as we climb higher and higher into the sky. For my very first adventure, that sure was exciting. When are we going to adventure together again? You can go on an adventure anytime, Bookworm. Just get yourself a great book and start reading. And if you like this adventure and want to learn more about the Henyo or Korea, you can find a list of all the books in my book bag at thereadingbug.com adventures. I don't think I'll ever forget going underwater and seeing all those amazing fish or helping to rescue the Henyo who got stuck on the ocean floor. You are all so brave. You were brave too, Bookworm. We were lucky to have you with us on today's adventure. And Reader, you were brave too. We couldn't have done it without you because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true 
just by being you. adventure. Reader, what parts of today's adventure do you remember the most? What illustrations are you going to draw when the episode ends? Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be incredible. We can't wait to see you next time. Goodbye. 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 It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. <laughs> you can't catch me. Well, hello, Spelling Bee. What in the world are you doing buzzing all over the place like that? Oh, hi, Lauren. Reading Bug and I are playing a little game of catch. Well, kind of. She's trying to catch me. Bee, you are just too fast for me. Oh, hi, Lauren. Have you seen the latest book in the How to Catch series? Not yet. I just read it out loud. It's How to Catch a Gingerbread Man, the perfect addition to my holiday book collection. Yes, yes, yes. We own every book in the collection. I especially love the holiday ones like How to Catch a Leprechaun and How to Catch the Easter Bunny. The How to Catch series is a favorite in households across the country. I know, because so many of our Reading Bug Box subscribers request the books in their boxes. Reading Bug, let's read How to Catch a Gingerbread Man out loud to Lauren. Great idea. Reader, you can read this hilarious book out loud too by purchasing it at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Chesney Evert, and Matthew Shern. Music is by me and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) 
New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.